He told Kendrick to order the code red. He did? That's great. Why didn't you say so? And of course, you have proof of that. Oh, I'm sorry. I keep forgetting. You were sick the day they taught law at law school. All right, and away we go. Seminar is up on October 14th through the 16th is the next one. After that, December 9th through the 11th. For training camps coming up, we have squat and deadlift camps at Tulsa, Oklahoma. Starting Strength Tulsa, September 17th. Tampa, Florida on October 22nd. And Long Island, New York, also on October 22nd. For three lift camps coming up, covering the squat, the press, and the deadlift, we do have spots in Villa Park, California. That's Orange County, California at the Strength Co. on September 24th. October 8th in Sandy, Utah, October 30th in Baltimore, Maryland at 5x3, and then back to London on December 11th. And as usual, we'll continue to look for talent for starting strength gyms. So if you've thought about becoming a coach, you can join the coaching development program and put your name in the hat with Ina Capel over at Starting Strength Gyms. Over to startingstrengthgyms.com, click on the coaching tab, and get on the list to speak with her. And as usual, for more information on anything else that I've talked about, head over to startingstrength.com and check out the right-hand side of the homepage. From the Asgard Company Studios in beautiful Wichita Falls, Texas, from the finest mind in the modern fitness industry, the one true voice in the strength and conditioning profession, the most important podcast on the Internet. Ladies and gentlemen, starting strength, Radio. Welcome back to Starting Strength Radio. Here we are again with another exciting episode of us talking to you live on the telephone. I don't know if you can call it a telephone anymore, though. Well, it is. Well... It's not really a telephone. It's, it's a computer. It's so much, so much more than a telephone. Yeah. yeah. You know? the, the phone is a, the least amount of use it gets. Yeah. Right? Yeah, in fact. So to call it a – really, it's a data terminal. Yep. But, no, but that never caught on, though, did it? Um, <clears throat> I mean, it's not really a computer. Nobody computes on the damn things. Right. You know, people yeah. just access data on it. Why did yeah. they not call it a data I think data we all term? just have data terminals now at this point. Yep. No, that's absolutely in the cloud. true. Absolutely true. Well, anyway, uh, protein, look at there. Bree has set this on the table. We apparently have lots of protein. How much is this stuff? Well, you're the one who sells it. She's how got much a, is she it? She says it with a question mark like we're supposed to know. Like I'm supposed to know how much the shit is. I just ship everything. I don't know anything. Just All right. Well, we got protein. Protein. So if you want some starting strength protein, <laughs> it's unflavored whey. Get starting strength protein. You know why it's unflavored whey? Because if we sold you chocolate protein, you couldn't make it into vanilla. If we sold you chocolate protein, you couldn't make it into strawberry. You couldn't make it into tomato-flavored protein. Right. You couldn't do anything with it except what the flavor is that we decided it would be. This shit can be anything you want it to be. I mean, like, you can choose its own pronouns. You know, this is, a, this is I think, we're way ahead of the— Very progressive. We're ahead of everything yeah. on this because of the fact that, you know, there are no rules— with our protein. It's a great point, Rip. You know, 
should add that to the sales copy. Yeah, I should put that on the website. Yep. Right. Starting to drink protein. It's pronouns are whatever you want them to be. Okay. All right. Now, before we start the calls, and I really hate to delay this. Can't delay. We've got two callers. people waiting already. Two people waiting. All right. We've we got to do this shit here. We've got to do this ridiculous uh, uh, little segment that, uh, for some reason, is popular that uh, we call comments from from the heaters now i'm gonna tell you calling these people haters is to compliment them because these are some profoundly stupid motherfuckers you know man this thing is this this trap bar we got to come up with another one Similar. What would be similar to the trap bar? How do we how do we get how do we troll for so many haters just do another with another topic? One. You just do another trap bar one. It's, it seems like low hanging fruit, doesn't it? Just do a, just make up another video yep. like this, same thing, do it again. Yep. Say what shitty idiotic ideas the trap bar is. Yep. And uh run with it and then get another couple million views. You know, chum. Chum the internet with a new trap bar video and look what shows up. <laughs> Cropo the clown. It's gonna be good. This little fat donuts man <laughs> is angry because the army doesn't buy his shit. <laughs> Separate comment here. Stupid idiot. You know nothing. Still from Cropo? Cropo, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. He's down here again. All right. Another one from Cropo. This little fat donuts man is angry because the army doesn't buy his shit. <laughs> he already said that. Yeah, I did. But he's... <laughs> he's, he's really pissed. Bottom 3%. I mean, he's just, you know, he thinks that's clever. Yeah. <laughs> so he just... He probably... It's, it, it's probably over here on this page, too. I haven't looked. Wouldn't shock me if it was. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think here is Carl Stoll who says, I think Rip Toe is just pissed. BC, he's weak and because. his program sucks. That was with respect to, uh, in, in response to, rather, the uh, starting strength and west side, starting strength radio clips. Mm, yeah. You're weak in what? What was the other part? Dumb? Program sucks. Oh, weak in my your program, program sucks. sucks. Yeah, that's good. Right. That's good. Somebody suggested, Canes for Life suggested that we do a video on kettlebells. Would source some salty oh, what a, hate. What a, a great good idea. idea. Kettlebells, those are popular. That'd piss off Let's a lot do of that. That'd piss off a lot of people. I, I, I don't. Well, you're asking for something like the trap bar. I think the kettlebells would be a, oh equivalent. oh oh. <clears throat> I see what you're where you're headed. Yeah. that's a good idea. That's a damn good idea. It's a damn good idea. All right, we'll get on that. Kettlebells, yeah, dumbbells, but but we have dumbbells in the gym. We have kettlebells. Uh, dumbbells too, are actually useful. The sometimes. kettlebells in the gym are uh, kettlebells are tripods. Silly, we use them know? as door stoppers and tripods. Yeah, yeah, door stops are they're good for that. 
All right, let's see. Here's another one. Uh, uh, RPE is useless. All right. Said by the fat lobster. <laughs> this shit is useless. Not good for muscle building. Not even good for strength. Some individual who uses the name R-E-L-E-I-S-O-N-C-S-O-N-S-I. Relizansi Wimabi. Oh, wow. Well, nothing like transparency. Yeah. Yeah, man. Hmm? All right, here's another. This is a real good one. We don't care about your abs. That right there <laughs> sums up the problem with Ripito. 99.999999% of people lifting weights do it for the looks, myself included. Unless you're planing to be one of those super strong whales <laughs> with fat drooping all around them. But, hey, you can pick up some heavy shit. Following this advice will leave you looking like, well, Ripito, <laughs> a fat strong man, in quotes. <laughs> that guy's never squatted 225. Never done it. <clears throat> and did I leave anybody What's his out name? here? What was his name? Side scroll. Side scroll. Uh, Side scroll. Two twenty five is not heavy. FYI. <laughs> did he say something about? No, he said pick up some heavy. He didn't say anything about two twenty five. I'm just saying he's the guy's never he, squatted because he's never done it. He's never done it. No. He probably has never even put 135 on his back. All right. Here's here now. Here is an analysis. Man, All right. Wait. You ready? Can't wait. This is some high level analytical shit. All right. Okay. Rip's logic says that a lifter with a 400 kilo squat will win a hundred meter race against a professional sprinter. Because running is merely striking the foot downward sub-maximally for 12 seconds. Does this guy think 12 seconds wins 100 meters? <laughs> 100 meter race? Is that what I'm to, Apparently. to get out of that? <laughs> <laughs> now, there's some high-level analysis. That, that's... You know what? That's exactly what we say, isn't it? That's good stuff, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, all the time. All right. That's all I can take of that shit. There's one more on there. I just can't stand it. All right? So, see? See, we... The only reason I do this is because you fucking people want to hear it. All right? And you derive some twisted pleasure... Out of me reading comments, comments. from oh, me, me, the heaters, even though I don't want to. All right. Oh, God. <laughs>
They all feel bad for you, Rip. No, nobody feels bad for me. That's hilarious. It is pretty funny. Well, we want to. Man, I dropped some flour on the floor at the kitchen. My kitchen last night. I forgot to wipe it up. That sucks. Don't slip on it. That shit's slippery. I should have wiped that up before I left. Yeah, I'll get it tonight. Yeah, don't forget. Just remembered it just then. Right in front of the stove. Made chicken fried steaks last night. Oh, nice. Nice. I sure am a good cook. (laughs) All right. right. So, you ready to take a We're taking your calls today. Your calls. And you know how much fun we have with you, right? So, we're like turning the show over to you. See where it goes. You know, see where it goes. The possibilities are You know, endless. Rush taught us a long time ago that when we turn the show over to you, that we're taking a big risk. We're taking the risk. Because you can fuck this up. Yeah. You know, I can't fuck it up. I'm constitutionally incapable of fucking it up. But you are, your default mode is to fuck this up. All right? And I must say, we have been very, very lucky in the past with our call-in Q&As. Because, you know, it's for some civil. reason, yeah. you know, these things, you know, are productive. We've had some good conversations, for sure. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yep. With some very interesting people. Yep. Yep. You know, not just uh, – we haven't had one just absolute abject fucking weirdo. Right. The whole damn time. There's still time, though. Well, maybe somebody today will turn into that caller. All right, right. shall we? I'm ready. All right, I'm ready. All right, hello. You there? Hi. Yeah. Howdy. 59235. What's your name, though? Hi. I don't care about your dimensions and shit. What's your your name? Who am I talking to? That was okay. My name. Andrew. Andrew, all right. All right. Good old Andrew. I, Andrew, you're 5'9", five five you're 239. I think I'm... 235. 235, well, same thing. So, so uh, what do you, you know, what's going on? Not much. I just had uh, two questions, one technical, one not so much. All right. Let's have the first That's technical okay. question. Um, you made uh, an interesting comment in the blue book under the accessory list for RDLs, mm-hmm. saying that a set of 20 RDLs is an interesting addition to training. I was wondering uh, what you kind of meant by that, and also how would you program RDLs for a male intermediate? Well, I, I regret having said that about the RDL. <laughs> I can't be held <laughs> responsible for everything I said 15 years ago. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, now, if you want to do a the, – the reason I said that is because if you're going to do a set of 20 RDLs, you are not going to have the use of your hamstrings <laughs> for about three weeks. And it's interesting to, 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 to have that information, you know. What can I actually sure. do in the absence of the use of my hamstrings? Because they're not going to work. They're going to be so sore, they're not going to work. You're not going to sleep. You know, you can't walk. Yeah. You can't fuck. You can't do anything useful. What position we, do you put them in where it's not going to hurt? Like There, 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 there isn't, isn't a position. There isn't one, yeah. There is a, a two-ended muscle like that. Is Every movement you make, 
the damn things are in contraction yep. and it's it, it's just you know if if you're real interested in exploring the uh boundaries of your uh ability to uh experience unpleasant sensations this is a good way to do it <laughs> all right so but if if, if you yeah, want to know how i, I, I would I've program uh rdls yeah. i would i would use them as a uh an assistance exercise if i was an intermediate advanced lifter uh novices have no business doing exotic shit like that novices basically need to squat deadlift press bench press power clean power snatch and do chins that's all they need to do for a couple of years now later on if you so want if you to throw in some do what so if you get an intermediate, who's, let's, let's say that he's just uh, he's just gotten an intermediate for the first time, and um, you know, for what reason might you add in RDLs? And would you do you know one heavy set of five, three sets of five across? Uh, well, you know, you know it's an three, assistance like exercise. I probably do eights with it, and uh, you know I I don't know my my thinking on assistance exercises has shifted over the years. Uh, in the direction of not doing them. Uh, I, I don't, you know, if you just need a little more hamstring work, RDLs are your man. But how do you know that you need more hamstring work? What helps you make that decision? I don't know. You know, I mean, if you're, you get, you're, when you do RDLs, you are going to have sore hamstrings. That's all there is to it. You're going to have sore hamstrings. And I don't know that sore hamstrings are necessarily useful to anybody because under normal circumstances, under under the normal circumstances of the squat and the deadlift, your hamstrings don't get sore. So deliberately making them sore for some reason, I just I don't know that that's as useful as it sounds. You know, we we have to learn that soreness is not the goal here. All right. Now, CrossFit set everybody back about oh three hundred years with the the idea that soreness is the prize, and if you're not sore, you're not training, and all this other a physiological bullshit. All right. Soreness is a not the point getting stronger is the point and there is nothing about the mechanism of producing and recovering from soreness in and of itself that makes you stronger that's not how the system works we will take a novice trainee who's never trained before and he's going to be sore uh, on the normal novice progression of squats deadlifts presses benches power cleans he, he's going to be sore about three times and then he'll train for months and not really get what you would call bone deep sore he'll be a little sore occasionally but that's not a feature of a program that makes you stronger faster than any other program on earth all right Soreness is not – soreness is an inflammatory process, and soreness is the inflammatory 
result of you doing an unaccustomed eccentric workload eccentric stuff that you are not accustomed to, to you're not adapted to and if you want to know why the e, it's the eccentric component that makes this uh, happen, then Wikipedia is your friend. All right, go to the Wikipedia page for the word and look up the word sarcomere, S-A-R-C-O-M-E-R-E. And you will see why the negative, the eccentric component of the movement pattern is what makes you sore. And if you'll notice, all of the stuff that makes you sore, the most sore is the stuff that involves a rebound at the bottom of a hip flexion. All right? Shit like walking lunges and uh, and RDLs, right? And, uh, you know, things like this, air squats, 100 air squats will make you sore. Doesn't make you strong, but it makes you sore. And if you, no, I think if you need a if you need another exercise to, like the trap bar to uh, to shit on, that will just piss people off. I think walking walking lunges would be a good one. Walking lunges is lunges. just that's like that's like complaining about rat poison. Why would you do them anyway? You know, it wouldn't occur to me. To, <laughs> you know, wouldn't occur. Don't don't eat rat poison. People love, well, no, people no. love lunges and lunges and uh, glute bridges. Lunges seem to be a put the, you put the barbell, put the barbell on your pelvis and just shove your hips up. Oh, that's people just, love that shit. People want to play like they have a chance to get laid. All right, <laughs> guys that do that are not getting laid, and this is, you know, the only time they get to perform that motion, I guess. <laughs> And and as a result, they like to. I, I don't know. It just that's the stupidest fucking thing ever. But you you've got uh, you know uh, a whole bunch of time and a whole bunch of tradition and a whole bunch of culture tied up in the idea that soreness is productive. There's even. Uh, some kind of a little Lance Armstrong rubber band that goes around your wrist that says "Live Sore." Have you seen those? Yeah, yeah, Live Sore. Yeah. Live Sore. The, the Lance Armstrong was Live Strong. Yes, and then a CrossFitter, this is a, a CrossFit takeoff. Said, yeah, of, said Live Sore. Live Sore. Genius. Well, they just they don't you know this is you know CrossFit's not an educational foundation. Right. You know, it's uh, these people are just not familiar with the physiology here and. Uh, so I, you know, it, it, back to the original question, RDLs are real good for making you sore. And I don't know that they're terribly good for making you strong. Now, if you want to throw some in mm. what I would do is I, cause you're going to have to use up toward 75% of your deadlift before these things even do anything, you know, but if you take the bar out of the rack and walk it back and then lower it down eccentrically to the bottom of the range of motion of the hamstrings and then rebound off the bottom, you're going to get sore. You're going to get real fucking sore. But I don't know that that is going to make you stronger. I don't know that uh, aside from the soreness itself, which has nothing to do with this process, I don't know that handling a, a movement pattern, uh, like an RDL with a with 
75% of a one rep max for sets of five or eight or whatever you're going to do. I just don't see the mechanism by which that makes everything better. I think. Yeah, and and I've tried that programming for clients and it it doesn't seem to be appreciably different than if I had just done, um, you know, light some, some maximum deadlifts essentially for extra, extra stress. Precisely. And you know, if you, uh, you know, if you've got a client that is, is caught up in this wanting to be sore shit, well, go ahead and murder them shit that's fine with me but i mean if just talking about me and you i don't do them and i haven't done them in a long 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 time because i when i and i used to do them all the time and no they didn't make my fucking deadlift go up now why am i going to do them if they don't make my deadlift go up you know what is the point what is the point yeah, with the amount of yeah. deadlifting and squatting we're do, already doing, <clears throat> I, I haven't found much utility I, I just outside of a situation like people get that high hamstring shit tendonitis up here. It's, yeah. that that seems to fix it right up depending on the person. But you, you get women with uh, long legs, short torsos, and they start to have that um, that shit up in their high hamstrings. RDLs work. You could get but, to it with that, yeah. But it, but, but it might just be the fact that we're kind of backing off on other things that's taking care of it, too. So who yeah. knows? You know? Who knows? <clears throat> All I know is is that RDLs are real good for getting sore, and getting sore is not real good for much of anything. So there you have it. Makes sense. All right, Thank man. You. Appreciate the call. So my, so I, had a second, I had a second question. Oh, you got a second you a question. question. Okay. All right. I did. I had an unrelated. So All right. I just got to Tulsa, Oklahoma about 40 hours ago to help David Heon open starting strength Tulsa. All right. And I was wondering if you have been to Tulsa a lot, and if so, what do you recommend I check out while I'm here? Well, I have not spent a, a significant amount of time in Tulsa. All right. I like Tulsa. Tulsa is a nice town. Uh, there are a bunch of real good restaurants in Tulsa. The place has been there a long time. They've got four nicely defined seasons in Tulsa. Has water, unlike water, Wichita Falls. unlike Wichita Falls. Big trees that are <laughs> trees not, not covered with thorns, like Wichita Falls. <laughs> There's all kind of. I mean, you know, Tulsa's a nice place. Tulsa's a damn nice place. You know, Oklahoma's a, a solid state. I don't think there's a blue county in the whole damn state of Oklahoma. They've got a income tax, <laughs> but it's laughably small. Right, you know their property taxes up there are low. You know, hell, it's a, it's a, it's a, and Tulsa's a. Yeah, people that are not from this part of the country don't understand the fact that Tulsa and Oklahoma City are not just two hours apart. They are separate parts of the United States. If you go to Tulsa, you are in the Midwest. Yeah, the accent is different. The they don't. And Oklahoma City is like Texas. Everybody up there sounds like we do. That's true. Yeah. And you go to Tulsa, and they sound like they're in that's Indiana. True. And it's uh, yeah, it's that's a, what I was going to say. It doesn't. It doesn't sound like a lot of people here really have a thick accent. No, not in Tulsa. They don't. They don't. It's a that the the region shifts culturally right. from Oklahoma City to Tulsa. You're and right. uh, in it that feels little, a lot like Southwest Missouri. Yep, Springfield. It, it is. It's yeah. quite a bit like it's quite a bit like Springfield. Looks like it too. Looks like it too. Big trees, rolling hills. It's it's a nice place. Tulsa's a nice place. Now, in, fer- in terms of, I 
of me recommending what you do while you're there. David knows that. Ask him. Uh, there are some. There's good barbecue places up there. There are good, nice restaurants up there. There a lot. It's a lot culturally. It's a lot more fun than, uh, for example, Wichita Falls. <laughs> <laughs> We just had four decent restaurants close in the past (laughs) month and a half. Four decent restaurants closed down, locked up tight the past month and a half. I guess because they can't find anybody to work. You know. Uh, So, I don't know. Ask David. Ask David. I'm I'm out of recommendation. I'll pick up some of the restaurants and see what. All right. All right, man. Thanks for calling. Okay. All right. Let's move right on. Moving, moving along. Now, moving forward. Hello. Move right on. Moving along. Hey, even how we doing, guys? How are you? Who's this? Uh, this is Matt from uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Matt in Jacksonville, Florida. Matt, thank you for yes, calling. Sir. What's going on this hey, afternoon? I got a grade one spondy, and I'm trying to figure out a way to spot uh, to, to stabilize this so I can get back to training heavy. Well, uh, grade one is not unstable. I mean, technically, it's unstable, but is uh, uh, it been bothering you or what? Uh, when I start increasing my volume throughout the weeks, when I start getting heavy, uh, like when I start working up towards. The, the high the high fours for deadlift and squat I don't know if it's the volume I don't know if it's the overload process I don't know if it's because my like past competing as a strong man I, I don't know what it is but it just it debilitates into where I can't train for like three four six months well all right let's back up for a second and explain to everybody that is not you and me what you mean by spondy what he's talking about all right is an injury known as the spondylolisthesis and they are in uh they're in they're graded one to five spondylolisthesis is a separation between the posterior aspect of a lumbar vertebra and the vertebral body all right now these are usually congenital is yours the result of a congenital deformity or did you actually injure yourself i've had multiple mris throughout the years i had it at 21 i had no problems with it unless it was extreme overuse was it identified at the age of 21 yes sir so this is a congenital spondylolisthesis right uh potentially the reason why i say potentially is uh when i was younger i learned how to squat from louis simmons i drove down from michigan to ohio he taught me how to do a wide stance with a super hard arch back so i don't know if that cracked it or if i was just stupid doing strongman training could have been uh could have been But regardless i went throughout years of not having any issues or symptoms and now i'm 36 i'm getting old and i'm having these silly problems where i want to get back in the gym and you know lift the house all right let me let me uh let me just say all right that um my friend ellen stein who is uh i don't want her mad at me but i think she's (laughs) coming up on 71 uh and at 132 she is she's squatting in the 
mid high threes, deadlifting over over four hundred with a grade three spondylolisthesis. Hence, why I haven't given up on this because I heard you discuss that. So now you are mentioning volume. Okay, volume, volume, volume. Well, volume, 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 because we all have to have volume in order to grow. Hypertrophy is based on volume. So says the literature. So says all of the experts. Except for the fact that when you went from a novice to an advanced lifter, by just going up five pounds a workout with three sets of five, volume, which really is tonnage, not volume, it's tonnage, tonnage being held relatively constant as intensity went up you grew bigger didn't you without doing anything intentionally high volume without doing a bunch of eights and tens and twelves and stupid shit like that now if i were you at the age of 37 and i had the potential to injure myself with volume and i mean fuck stuff up so bad you can't train for three months if i were you what i would i would determine would be my minimum effective dose of tonnage i would see how little i could do to make progress instead of how much I could stand before I stopped making progress. All right? You've got to take a fundamentally different approach to this if you don't want to aggravate your spondylolisthesis. Now, the most important thing you can do with that injury is to keep the whole trunk strong. you got to have strong abs. you got to have strong low back. You have to squat and deadlift. You have no choice. You're going to do that the rest of your life. All right? Correct. What you cannot do with a spondylolisthesis is sit-ups and back extensions. You can't right. do them. Don't try yeah, to don't do them. don't touch that nonsense. Don't ever touch it. That stupid-ass reverse hyperextension bench that he came up with has hurt a lot of people. And it's unfortunate that that is in the conventional wisdom at this point. Uh, don't do it. Don't wiggle your spine around if you've got a spinal injury. Keep it stable because the muscles around the spine, their job is to stabilize the spine. And then if you wiggle it around in flexion and extension, thinking that somehow your ability to do a sit-up has got something to do with enough strength to pull a 600-pound deadlift, you're going to fuck stuff up. Don't do that anymore. Furthermore, okay. if you are you doing sets across deadlifts? Uh, I'm doing my last deadlift session was uh, a three by three. Three sets of three. I'm, yeah, and my, I, I stop my, my, my three reps. I stop and reset every time to make sure I properly brace. Pete Pete taught me that, and uh, he doesn't let me forget that. Mm-hmm. Well, I you know I just I I think if you know, you are running out the envelope on your ability to tolerate a bunch of tonnage on this work. 
Uh, I think sets across deadlifts are a bad idea for most people, but especially for you, I don't think I'd do sets across deadlifts. I don't think I'd do All sets right. across rack pulls. You know, I just I think you right. you one heavy set, carefully calculate the load, do it correctly with proper form, and then quit. Right. Uh, what kind of belt do you wear? Uh, it's about four inches thick. It uh, it's so old it doesn't have a name tag on it anymore. But I've had it for like fifteen twenty years. And you said you're five nine. Oh hell no! I'm six two two fifty. Six two two fifty. That was the previous guy. All right. Yeah. No, you're fine. I would. Uh, <clears throat> if it was me, I would uh, stop doing sets across deadlifts, sets across pulls. Uh, but the the idea here is for you to try to figure out the least amount of work it takes for you to keep getting strong. Okay, and like the, the least amount of dose to keep progressing. The, the lowest effective dose is the is yeah. the is the way we express that concept. The lowest effective dose, instead of the highest tolerable dose, you want the lowest effective All right. dose. All right. <clears throat> When you say okay. you're, when you say as your volume increases, what do you mean by that? What do you mean your volume increases? Because people, uh, I, was, I was slowly increasing from basically like nothing at 135 post post injury to slowly going up over about eight months um, when I could tolerate the weight on my shoulders and off the floor again. To so, where um, uh, that wasn't that was going uh, up in weight or going up in reps and sets or both. Uh, wait, I don't, I don't uh, both. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Well, so as as his intensity goes up, the tonnage goes up too. Sure. Right. That's just the normal calculation. Yeah, I never, I never, I never did anything more than five sets. Right. Or or five reps. Yeah. You mean five sets across? Correct. Basically, right. what happened was post injury. I just did the novice uh, program to get back to to where it should be. Right. Then, uh, once I wasn't making progress anymore yep. towards the advanced mm-hmm. for for guys immediate who- section. For guys who have been strong like you, um, yeah, the the whole uh, volume day, all that five by five stuff, that's probably in the past for you. But uh, you've been strong before, yeah. so so it, you know, the, to, just to just yeah. to give you some more practical advice uh, based on what Rip's saying here, it's 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 going to look like singles, doubles, triples for you. You know, one real heavy, okay. yeah, and then uh, as as little quote-unquote volume work as you can get away with, which, you know, three sets, probably probably not sets across, you know, just something ascending on another day. Yeah. But it should be the, the main the main idea for you is really heavy and, uh, and, and relatively low volume, you know. So, so forget about eights and fives and multiple sets of five. <clears throat> it's going to be just real heavy for you. The Texas method is not going to be your friend. All right. You're not well, be able to tolerate that. So. Yeah, I would pick a, I would, uh, you know, like take your four lifts, your squat, bench, press, deadlift, put them each on their own day as a priority, and just go as heavy as you can on each one. That would and then probably do, work. Yep, and then do do the opposing lift uh, lighter, um, and then you know if you don't want to do any assistance work, that's fine. That's that's a solid. You know, and then and in this particular <clears throat> instance, I would I would not have you do cleans and snatches. I don't. You don't yeah, need I'm to be not, slamming not, around I'm not doing on that. Strong anymore. Thesis. 
Yeah, I'm a I'm a remodeler by trade. I can't I can't take the risk of that stuff. I'm not rich yet, so no. <laughs> um, is is there what what I get perplexed about is with stuff like this, and then I hear about guys like Lamar Gant. Well, and how they were able to be so strong for so long is that just like uh, just the, the the exception or? Lamar Gant is an exceptional guy. There's no doubt about that. But even Lamar Gant did not have a spondylolisthesis. His uh, uh, it was scoliosis. Scol- right? His 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 particular scoliosis responded real well to training. And as far as I know, um, he never had any any problem with it. Uh, but Lamar Gant is the exception. Yep. Okay. Uh, a, a spondylolisthesis is a potentially uh, man, devastating deal. If that thing moves, you know, then you know it'll it, it sever the cauda equina. You you you're just you know, and then there you are, you know, rest of your life, a pain in somebody else's ass. Yeah. Right? So you, that thing needs to stay stable. You have to keep it strong. You have no choice but squat and deadlift with it. But you've got to start thinking in terms of the least amount you can get away with instead of the most you can stand, all right? Most people would benefit in terms of, and I'm telling you this from experience because I fucked this up, all right? Most people would benefit from taking the approach – the least effective dose instead of the highest tolerable dose. Uh, and you'll have a longer career and you'll have far fewer chronic injuries and you're, you're just, you know, you're going to be better off in the long run and you'll be able to stay stronger longer if you take that approach. Okay. Okay. There, may I ask one more question? Yeah. Um, should my stance be wider, more erect as is, or just just so same stance we teach, same stance okay. we coach. I mean, the stance we coach, we don't coach for because so and so did it that way. The, the the stance we coach has been derived from an analysis of the functional anatomy of the hips and legs. Yeah, don't worry about bending over. You'll be fine. I mean, you're bending over when you deadlift too, so your your back will be fine. Yeah, it's your back is right, rigid well, when you bend over, which is what it has to stay. All right. Well, th- thank you guys very much for uh, taking my call. I appreciate sure. it. Thanks for calling, man. All right. All right. All right. It's going well so far. So far, nobody's <laughs> fucked this up. Not even me or you. Which is. You know, Rusty's not here. Huh? Though. Rusty's not here. So we maybe Rusty okay. still work for us. Uh-huh. Maybe he'll call in. Maybe, maybe <laughs> this, this might is, be him. Maybe this is Rusty. Rusty, is that you? No, that's not Rusty. Oh, oh shit! All right. Well, who is this? If you hear from him, let him know uh, we're looking for him. Alan. Your, your name's who? Okay. Um, my name's Alan. Alan. All right, it's our yes, friend sir. Alan. What's going on? Where are you calling from, Alan? Uh, well, you know, I, I'm going to tell you I'm calling from California, but I will give you one concession. It's a Red County. There is such a place? 
<laughs> there are a couple, but uh, they're they're rapidly changing to say the least. Eastern California, huh? Yeah, Northern Cal. I'm up in Northern uh, California, the northern part of the state. Well, yeah. you guys I'm better get ready Texas, to secede with the rest of those criminals down the children that run the rest of the state down <laughs> south of you. <laughs> well, not not only down south, but over in the Bay Area too. So that, yeah, that's, that's where a lot of problem is. Yeah, it is. It's just you know people don't understand the fact that you don't get your own facts. You know, right. Nobody really gives right. a shit how many genders you think there are. You know, doesn't matter what mm-hmm. you think. You know, because the rest of us are tired of this bullshit. That's right. You know, we're tired we're of it. Tired of it. Tired of it. You're going to have to move before it's over with. Alan, it, you know, so, you're right. And you know, I mean, just go ahead and get used to the idea. You know, we we have a very interesting phenomena here. Um, we've had a lot of influx of the Bay Area folk over the last five to ten years, and this is really, to say it very affectionately, redneck country. But you've got all these Bay Area folk come in, and now you got this amalgamation of redneck hippies. Yeah, it's like very Austin, you know. It's yeah, just like it, Austin. It is like Austin. You've got these communists coming in to a previously reasonable place in the state of Texas, and now you can't even stand to go down there because you have to, you know, it's like you go down to Austin, and you drive down the street, and it's like you're watching CNN, you know? Yeah, it's just bizarre. You know, man, when I was, we were competing in the in the 80s, Back in powerlifting meets, we'd go down there a couple of times a year for a meet, and it was so much fun. Oh, my God, we had a good time down there. And uh, music situation down on 6th Street and and the restaurants, and uh, they had hot tub places. Oh, it was great. It, it, was, it, was, it was fascinating. And now you just – I'm sure they it, still have hot tub places. Well, they might. They might, not want to they go might be out in the middle of the street now, though. So, <laughs> so oh, you know, anyway. Uh, all right, Alan, what's happening? Um, okay, here, here's my background. I'm 55, 6 foot. Uh, I'm about 185 pounds. Um, I am a recovering vegetarian vegan. After about uh, thirty years of that nonsense, um, wow! Yeah, exactly. You got yeah. quite a bit um, of remodeling to do here, don't you? Well, I'm in the process of doing it. Uh, one good thing I've put on twenty five pounds this year since the beginning of the year uh, when I uh, when I changed changed my ways. Um, I, my wife and I started doing starting strength in April. Um, my numbers at the beginning, and I've read all your books two times over, uh, to include Sully's book. Uh, my numbers at the beginning were the press was 75. These were all 5RM. Um, 75 bench was 165. Squat was 155, and so was deadlift. Mm-hmm. And admittedly, I was weak on the lower body. I was a, uh, I'm a retired Air Force guy after 26 years, and uh, I didn't spend a lot of time on my lower body. I, I did a lot of running and cycling and stuff yeah, like that just what, but anyway that's just military culture bullshit you know they, it, yeah it, it is they, it's hard they to outgrow really that 
Um, but just recently, I've gotten my numbers to my press is 145. Now, these are one rep maxes. Right. Uh, my deadlift, I excuse my bench, bench is 275. Uh, my squat's 290, and my deadlift is at 315. Um, I wonder why I you're a lot of that, fucking around on your deadlift so much. Well, and, and that's what I was going to ask you. Um, you know, I, I don't know if part of it is simply uh, being a little bit tentative because I was listening to the guy before he had some back issues. I've had back issues over the years, and one of the things that drives me crazy is my SI joints. They they really like to get inflamed, and mm-hmm. anytime I put any kind of force in myself down there, um, you know it's tough. And and yeah. part of it, I've just had to I've had to come to the realization I'm not 25 anymore. Are you and wearing a belt? So I am. I'm wearing a four inch belt. It's uh, it's one of those nylon uh, by, made uh, by Harbinger. You need to get a belt. Uh, okay. I I mean, hang up the phone. And order a belt from <laughs> our friends at uh, Dominion. Dominion Strength. The link is on the website. Get how tall okay. are you? I'm six foot. Six foot. I still think, man. I I really think that a three inch belt is the way for the vast majority of people to go. They fit better. They won't interfere okay. with the bottom. Uh, of the squat, bottom of the deadlift, start position. They just they get a two ply leather belt from the starting strength belt from Dominion Strength Systems. And okay, and the the link is on the website under the equipment tab at the top. And order that today. All right, I will. And okay, you will notice an immediate difference in in the stability of your SI joints when you actually put a decent belt on. You've, um, because a 315 deadlift on top of a 275 bench, that's, uh, don't tell anybody else that, all right? <laughs> Just keep that between well, us, I, I, you know. I, I will tell you, the other the other day, earlier this week, um, I wanted to see what my 5RM was, and I wasn't sure I was going to do it. And admittedly, it's low. I know that. It's at 285. But I did 5RM at 285, and I put the weight down, and I said, I'm not a pussy. That's the first thing I said because I was afraid to do it, to be honest with you. Yeah, you've got to learn. You've got to learn. I I would – I think you're probably good for about a 400 deadlift. Right. And I bet his SI you know, joint pain goes away when, when his deadlift gets up that high. Yeah, I bet it does. I bet the day your belt comes in, you put that thing on, you're going to see why I told you to buy the damn thing. Uh, okay. You're, you're, uh, once SI joints – SI joints for some people are just a giant fucking problem. I've had that kind of problem – for decades when they flare up there's they're exquisitely painful and there's just not a hell of a lot you can do about it except you've got to stop doing sit-ups you've got to stop doing back extensions all the conventional wisdom about the shit you're supposed to do to get your back strong uh to keep your si joints stable all of that conventional wisdom is bullshit because 
yeah. the people that prescribe yeah, I that. Agree. I agree with you. And the people that prescribe that shit don't understand what the squat and the deadlift do for your back. You, you, if you're deadlifting 405 for a set of five, please explain to me why sit-ups are useful. Why would sit-ups be useful for anyone that's strong enough to do that? You know, you, you, there's not a reason, but that's just, you know, well, it's just what we do. You go in our ballroom in here and, and lay down on the ball and do side raises on the ball because that strengthens the spine. You know, it's... It's just, you know, it's not even worth discussing. But wiggling the back well, around I, is a bad idea if your back is hurting. Now, a lot of people who are young, healthy, strong guys get away with doing sit-ups. I don't see the point in them, but they get away with doing them because they're not yet fucked up. All right? But the minute your back starts hurting, the first thing you stop doing is sit-ups and back extensions, all right? And if if you're doing any of those, immediately stop them. When I started the, the uh, starting strength program, I, I decided that even though I've been doing weight training most of my life since I was an early teen, uh, I decided that, you know what, I'm not the expert, uh, so I was just going to follow your advice. and that And that's what I have been doing is I've just been doing the four lifts. Right. I, I do a couple of assistants. I do some rack pulls uh, on the quote-unquote off days. But right. here, here's where I'm, I'm, I'm questioning the situation right now, and that is, like, my bench press, I, I, I think I'm better than a novice, but I know my squat and my deadlift, I'm still a novice. And the real mm-hmm. question is, you know, where do I go from here? Well, what you do is, is you program each one of the lifts in a manner that is appropriate for your level of advancement on that lift. Now, there's lots of guys that come into this program having been bench pressers in the gym. So they're going to be doing an, an intermediate or even an advanced approach to their bench pressing while at the same time squatting and deadlifting with just plain five pound jumps for sets of five for as long as that works so that's what you do you get in the gray book and you you find the approach to your your upper body programming and this is this is bench presses and 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 lats chins you know and that that is appropriate for your level of training advancement and then you you're you're still playing catch up on 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 pulls and squats and that may would, take would you, you several it? more months because you're still would, would you're you still growing muscle mass because of of I, the the uh, profound insult to your own physiology you had been delivering uh, while being a vegan, all right. And you've got a whole bunch of tissue to grow, and by that I mean muscle, connective tissue, bone all of this stuff that was not able to adapt to the stress because it didn't have the ability to recover. Right. Would now, would you recommend at my age, I, I, I listened to your podcast from a couple of years ago about old lifters, which I thought was profound. Would you recommend still the three sets of five or should I modify that a little bit? What, what are your thoughts? And on you're that? 55. Is that what you told us? 
Yes, sir. <clears throat> well, my previous advice to the, the guy that called before you was to find the lowest effective dose of stress. All right. If you're getting recovered and you should be able to get recovered with the weights you're handling. And now that you're eating 250 gram of protein a day, you should be able to get recovered from three sets of five squats and one set of five deadlifts. All right. You should be able to get there. There should mm -hmm. be no trouble getting recovered from that workload. So I don't think that right. right now I would, I don't think I would curtail that at all. I think I would figure out a eat way to eat enough to make that work. Cause you got some catching up to do. Yeah. You can't be 185 pounds in two months, Alan. No, Alan, you gotta be 205 in two months. You gotta be 205. Okay. Yeah. That's the only way to work. And you're, you're at, how tall did you say you were? Six feet, I think you said. You said six foot. Six foot. Yes. You're gonna. Mm -hmm. Your numbers are gonna be their best at about two forty. See now, wow. you got to. You okay. have to wrap your head around that idea, aren't you? That you've got to gain. Yeah. Fifty five pounds of body weight. Well, I you know, spend some time with yourself in prayer. In the meantime, but, though, get to one ninety and then two hundred and then two hundred five while you. Uh, while you and your creator straighten out the 240 situation. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> not to mention my wardrobe. Oh, yeah. The wardrobe. Uh, wardrobe is, that's yeah, all bullshit. You're just going <laughs> to, you just wear sweats or whatever you yeah. need to, whatever you need to wear. Right. Things to stretch. Right. And yeah, my wife yeah. tells me, she said, you know, just keep packing it on. Keep packing it on. It's great. Uh, you, uh, you need to, you need to think in terms of 240. All right. And, and, you know, that's going to be, hey, you may not ever get there having started out, uh, started down that, down that process as late in life as you have. But 185 is a, an artificially light body weight for you. And that needs to be corrected mm -hmm. immediately. Yep. Okay. All right. A lot of things will and get better with body weight. Lots and lots of things. And and, and did I hear you say try to, in the next couple of months, try to get up to 200, 205? Is that right? At least. In the next couple of weeks. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, not a couple of months. No, that, you're just fucking around if you take two months to gain 20 pounds. So you get some fat. So who cares? You know, what are you, Frank Zane? <laughs> you, know, uh, you don't hardly. care about it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Get big, get strong, get stable, get injury proof, get strong. All right. You have to get big to get strong. So get bigger. Right. All right. Right. Most important okay. thing you can do. Well, right guys, now. All right, I, man. I really thanks for the call. Thank you very much. See you. You bet. Right. Take care. Bye. And we've been lucky so far. So far. That's three. One was even a recovering vegan. That's good. Recovering vegan. We're glad we're making inroads into that particular eating disorder. I don't, you know, I, I don't really understand what, I don't understand those people. They, they seem to, to not understand. Well, they're not all part of the same that, version of veganism religion, right? Some are, oh, some, well, some care about the animals. Some think that it's healthy. How come they don't care about the plants? I don't fucking know, Rip. I'm not a vegan. 
But that's what they, if it has a cute face, they can't eat it. Right. It's faces. I guess. You think it's what it Souls, is? Souls, faces, I don't know. Celery I don't know, doesn't have a face, so the, that's okay. I don't know where they draw the line. Yeah, right. no, I don't either. I, I, I really, it's been a puzzle to me. I've tried to. to There's a lot of people out psychoanalyze there. these these fucking people. That's outside of my skill set. Sure. What do you? There's a lot you, of people out there that think being a vegetarian is healthy, though. Like it's healthier it's, than eating meat. Uh, it's <laughs> my god. That's no shit. I mean, I, they, I know they think they want to have a healthier so, lifestyle, so, so they become a vegetarian. Stupid. So demonstrably stupid. Yeah. But uh, I know a lot know, of people who <clears throat> uh, have had someone in their family come up with cancer, and they think that being a vegetarian will keep them from getting cancer. And why? Why do they think that? Because the because the literature says that someone told higher them. levels of protein are associated with probably the probably the person's kind. doctor said eat less red meat. So they said, red meat. I'll be oh, a vegetarian. Red meat. red meat is carcinogenic. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, philosophically, it's weird. It's very weird. Philosophically, it's very weird that that grown up human being, grown up adults, have not stumbled upon the conclusion that all life is predicated on death. Well, they know this I'm, because I'm they want to. Sorry, have, they want to have a burger that tastes like a burger, but that's made out of soy. Like, why would you if you? Why would you want something that tastes like meat? Because, because they know that meat tastes your good. DNA because they know that meat tastes good has identified because you've evolved, right? You know, but you know, aside from the the biology, aside from the biology, the the philosophy of the situation is that is a plant alive? Does it die when you eat it? Death occurred, right? I'm sorry, but unless you're prepared to kill yourself. And I would encourage that, by the way. You know, probably I get in lot, trouble for that all the time. Probably a lot more death than, uh, it, you know, like I'm cows. like I'm God and I can make people kill themselves and right. shit. Yeah. I wonder how many people have killed themselves because I've made that offhand comment. At least on four. At least you think four? four? Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll get, I don't know we'll who get they the are. Funeral so. bills. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, if you just can't stand the idea that, you know, you're. Being alive is involves the death of other living things. I'm sorry. Yeah. Kill yourself. Yeah. All right. That's the that's reality. The really smart ones uh, are the the ones that are against factory farming, right? So they'll always say factory farming. Yeah. That's the that's the intelligent version. That's the intelligent version of, of I don't want to eat, I don't want to eat cute thing cute things you know yeah so they're against factory farming so they don't want so that would so they would eat like farm raised pork no they won't this is factory farmed not all far, farms are factories you're though. arguing with the guy who is <laughs> argue, who's telling you things that stupid people have told them oh have told okay. yeah I don't I don't know. That's what they say, Rip. I think what they say. It's what they, <laughs> they say. Saw, they saw Food Inc. Remember Food Inc. Where they had the footage of the cows and the fucking in this horrific, you know, hellscape. I, I'm somehow oh, missed Jesus. that. Yeah. Was so that they, that fat guy's movie? No. No. Food no. Inc. That no. wasn't. Uh, no. What's Mike, that Michael nightmare? Michael. Michael Moore. No, that was a Michael Moore movie. Wasn't a Michael no, Moore. No. Food Inc. Was somebody Everybody else. was in a Food Inc. Though when that came out. The horrors of factory farming. Factory farming. Yeah. 
Isn't it amazing that city people just believe anything they're told about farms? (laughs) (laughs) They don't know what pastures are, I guess. (laughs) So, look, if you think that all meat is produced in a factory farm, would you call and tell me why you think that? Let's see if somebody calls and tells us. Why yeah. they think that? Because I'm I'm fascinated by that idea. I wonder where all the cows that are like around where I live like they all escape the factory farm. Must have. I don't know. They're out there. I, I don't grass. have any idea. What do you think we do with land that we cannot farm? It grows grass. We farm grass on it, and then we raise animals that graze on the grass. It's a way to turn unfarmable land into money that's what a pasture is if it was nice and big and flat we would plow it and plant wheat or whatever you know whatever crops are you know commonly raised in this area but there are some places that can't be plowed because they've got too many rocks in them they're on the side of a hill you know they they don't drain effectively there's not enough water in the area for you know several different reasons why a a pasture would remain in grass well we we make that pasture grass productive by grazing animals on it right now those of you in brooklyn don't understand this and fortunately it's not my job to explain it to you but, I mean, I just tried, but you're not going to understand that because you've heard that, you know, all beef is from a factory <laughs> or some yeah. idiocy like that. <laughs> it's always Brooklyn. It's always Brooklyn. It's always those Brooklyn. people. <laughs> Brooklyn are the stupidest smart people on earth. <laughs> That's where they are. <laughs> Supremely confident in their information. <laughs> All right, who's next? Okay, here we go. All right. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Rip? I'm fine. Who's this? This is Chase Johnson from Louisville, Kentucky. Chase Johnson, Louisville, Kentucky. Got it. What's going on? So I'm curious with pull-ups why we do sets of 10 or 15 instead of starting out with sets of five and then just weighting them as appropriately. Well, there's there's two schools of thought on that, Chase. Um, if uh, Most people, when they start training, are not able to do a, a whole bunch of chin-ups. Most people who are start who start training cannot do 15 reps in a set of chin-ups. So if you can do 15, that would turn into the second set being 13 and the third set being 11 or 12, right? And that's right. a useful number of reps for an assistance exercise like chins, okay? But not everybody is that strong. Some people cannot do a single chin when they start training so to prescribe sets of five for a person who cannot do a set of five 
would not be productive. So we take a different approach for chins that is based on the fact that the chin is a body weight exercise. And what we want to do is run the reps up on the chin. Now, remember, it's, it's an assistance exercise. It's, a, it's an important assistance exercise. And it's the first one we use because it's a normal human movement pattern. Squatting down, standing back up, picking up something off the floor, pushing something away from you, pushing something up off of your head, pulling something toward you. It's a, it's a normal human movement pattern that we can load. So if you uh, start off as a detrained individual, and you can only do one or two chins, and I programmed all the chins at three sets of five, like I would all the other exercises, with weight, well, you can't do it that way. You can't do it that way. So you have to start off with chins as a as a, a target number of reps instead of a load. Because remember, as you are training for strength and your body weight goes up, then the resistance on your chins is going up at the same time. If, you're, if you do a set of eight chins and your body weight goes from 165 to two and a quarter, well, your chins got stronger too, didn't they? Right. So now you, you take, on the other hand, you take a person who's in pretty good shape. You know, a guy walks in the gym with a 32-inch vertical. He's a pretty strong kid. If I wanted to, you know, after I determined that he can do 15 chin-ups, if I wanted to, I could start him on three sets of five with, uh, you know, plates hanging from his belt and, and vary the load okay. that way. I don't have a problem with doing it like that. But it just, for the vast majority of the people we train, that doesn't work. So we do it with the ribs gotcha. instead of the load. But that's the reason. There's nothing wrong with doing three sets of five weighted chins if that's what you want to do and once if a guy can do 15 how much strength benefit is he getting anyway right i mean is he probably not 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 at not actually doing 15 reps so a guy like that probably put needs to on him and add push the belt on get a chain hang it from your buckle right and do sets of five yep and make those go up two pounds of workout right right you know that's i don't have a problem with that at all but most of the people that we end up training can't do it that way so, so the, right. we just come up with the, 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 the reps approach to it, okay? So if I'm 5'11", 200 pounds, and I'm getting pretty consistently 10, 9, 9 pull-ups for my reps, it would be appropriate for me to switch to three sets of five with the weight belt? I, it's something you want to try. You know, I think that probably you'll – benefit from getting your chins up to 15 reps before you do that and there's not, you just keep mashing on it and that'll happen but you're you're 5 10 200 pounds is that what you said 5 11 uh 200 pounds yeah see you're still gaining weight you're still yeah. gaining weight you you're you're you know need to be you need to be thinking in terms of weighing two two twenty five here pretty soon Pretty That's soon. the goal. <laughs> and if you, you know, if, if you're gaining weight from where you are right now up to 225, as I said, and you're set at 10, 
on the chins goes up and stays stays the 10 reps as you gain 25 pounds of body weight your chin got stronger yeah right but if you want to try some sets of five go ahead and try it you know put put hang 20 pounds off of your belt and do do three sets of five with it next time you chin and see what happens pay careful attention to whether it's bothering your shoulders or not sometimes that does but right if you can uh if you can do five sets of uh, three sets of five with weight and gradually make that go up as you're gaining weight that's you know that's fine it's just come off of the ribs cool. you know it's, it's the the, the yeah. weight it, the weight comes off the ribs all right but i would i don't think there's anything wrong with trying that at all uh, but don't be surprised you know what i told you that at your at 511 200 you you need to gain 20 pounds you need you need to immediately yep. gain 20 pounds yeah i'm trying <laughs> you're, you're, you're not trying hard enough <laughs> or you can gain weight <laughs> Oh, you got to do chew I've and swallow. I've been gaining weight. I've gained about 40 pounds. Well, you gained 40 <laughs> pounds so far, so you were started off at 160? 165, yeah, something like that. Little nasty, skinny little <laughs> insect. <laughs> all right, well, mm-hmm. all right, de-insect yourself and get up, gain 20 pounds. Where do you live? Yes, sir. Where do you live? Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, as you said, Louisville. Oh, you know what, man? Louisville. Isn't there a Ramsey's in Louisville? Oh, I don't know. I've never been there. A, Ra- a Ramsey's? Ramsey's. Is that the sandwich place? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a Ramsey's. Yeah, uh, yeah. There is. Fourth you Street. Ought, you ought to be there every day, man. <laughs> every day. Eat that hot brown. Oh, my That's God. That's the sandwich with the uh, gravy the, on it? Oh, yes. That's the best thing you've ever had in your mouth. That's that thing is so good. That's the be- also the best Reuben I've ever had. Was at yep. Ramsey's. Oh my God! That's the only reason I missed not traveling anymore is because I don't food, get to man. eat the food. Yeah. But that was so good. Oh my God! That's the best Reuben sandwich I've ever had. You know, and I've had Reuben sandwiches in the halls of the hallowed halls of Brooklyn, New York. And I'm telling you, this thing. <laughs> This thing in Kentucky is good. Is it just in, in Louisville, or do they have another? I think they've got four or five locations in Louisville. Oh, okay. But uh, so they're probably all over the place. Because food this good is not, it's hard to understand. Yeah. That hot brown, it's an open-faced sandwich with turkey and ham and gravy and cheese and a bunch of other shit on it. It's, a, it's just it's just good. Notice his silence. That's how you know that he's not serious. He's writing things yeah. down. Well, hopefully, yeah. yeah. All, right. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe I'll visit. You'll take me to lunch. Sounds good. All I'll right, visit. man. I'll bring you a bottle of bourbon. <laughs> I've already got one of those. <laughs> but but yeah, you don't have a Ramsey's. Sandwich. I don't have a Ramsey's, though. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks. Oh, uh, God almighty. I I so thoroughly remember going out there and eating at that place. We've eaten there several times. And it's just it's one of those things that stands out, man. Stands out in your mind is one of the best things. You're right in the middle of it. You think to yourself, 
this is about as good as this <laughs> food thing gets, you know. Got to see how far. How far is that from Cincinnati? I don't know. It can't be that far. Yeah, it might be worth a drive, man. Oh, it Next would be. We're at the gym. It would be worth a yeah. drive. Cincinnati to to Louisville is what hundred hundred fifty miles. No idea. I don't know. It's same region though. Yeah. Man. You know what else they have up there in 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 Cincinnati is the chili. You like that chili? I do. Got gold. What do they call it? Is gold bond? Is that the name of the? What no, is? Oh, that's the foot powder. Yeah, right. Foot powder. <laughs> Doctor Scholl's chili. <laughs> gold bond is the foot powder. No, what is the? It, what uh, is the name of that chili place? Skyline. I, there's several Skyline? of them. But you know what the deal is? It's good chili, and they put cinnamon in it. Oh, right, right, yeah. It's, it's like the soupy chili. Yeah, and they yeah. serve it on spaghetti. I've never and, had it. Oh, it's good. We lived in it's Columbus. Good. And I never had it. Man, it's good. That's good stuff. That's awfully good stuff. And here I am in Wichita Falls. <laughs> With no good restaurants <laughs> anymore. <laughs> At least my hamburger joint is still open. <laughs> Scott's, Scott's. Scott's will be there. <laughs> Scott's will be there. Oh, man. You want to take another one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, I'm not tired. You? Man. Bree, you all right? All right. Good. Bree's good. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? I sure can. What's going on? I was just wondering when you're going to stop by my house and pick up that oak meat. Oh. Fucking Rick. Fucking Rick. (laughs) Fucking Rick. Well, it'll have to be. You know, I'm headed up there. I'm headed up there here pretty quick. And maybe I'll stop. You're in Raton now, aren't you? Yeah. yeah, I mean, you just told no excuse. You just told the feds where I, Rick no, lives. I know she. The feds yeah. don't care about him. <laughs> no, they sure don't. <laughs> the feds are listening to this. <laughs> there aren't any feds in Raton anyway. The feds don't even know where Raton is. Well, well I drive through there occasionally. You know, Rick, I hadn't even been up there but twice this year. My knee is so fucked really? up. And I've 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 been I've had been up the road there twice this year, and it's getting toward the end of the season, and I'm going to have to make some firewood runs, so I'll be uh, I'll be headed that way, and I will uh, I'll holler at you uh, from uh, the highway, and uh, I'll probably do that on my way back. Because I've got limited freezer space up there at the up there at the cabin, but uh, in fact, I've kind of got limited freezer space now. We just bought two beef. I bought two beef. So this is all of local interest only. There's a new plant over in Nocona, and uh, I bought two beef from a guy over there. And I I had to go. I had to go at eight forty five that night. And go down to Lowe's and buy another freezer, and so I've got <laughs> I've got five freezers full of shit right now. And, You're lucky uh, they had one. Yeah, I am. I am. In fact, they had a had had one in stock in the back. So I had got a buddy of mine to help me. We loaded it up and brought it back to the gym and and uh, filled the damn thing up. And uh, this beef is so good. My God, I'll bring you some. 
I'll bring you some of the beef. It, I'll swap you for the elk. Is this, do what? Is it that grass-fed stuff? Oh, shit, no. I eat grass-fed oh. beef. That's what elk meat's for. <laughs> oh, this is greasy, high-choice, really, really good beef. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, so the reason I asked, I was, talking, I was talking to a guy, and he said that um, with grass-fed, since the cattle eat forbs, that he thinks that improves the flavor. I don't know. Beef I don't know that you could get cattle to eat forbs if there's grass because they're preferential grass grazers. You probably have uh, more luck with uh, – Oh, yeah, I don't know. certain Bison. breeds i don't know I, 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 it, it there is some there are some people who think that indicus breeds will use forbs more than more than grass but now yeah, we're getting out into the weeds out here but uh anyway well, uh, I, I did have the the flavor of 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 the beef is uh is uh oh you know flavor of beef is usually determined by the fat content of the marble in the tissue right and uh, beef is not as good as elk it doesn't have as good a flavor as elk elk meat is much better tasting meat than beef is Uh, mutton is much better tasting beef uh, meat than than beef is and uh, the the best way to make beef better is to make it fattier, and that's what everybody's done, and right. we know how to do that. Right. But it's uh, but as far as uh, red meat is concerned, uh, man, I think elk is about the best there is. That is the best tasting oh. stuff. God, it's so good. That elk hamburger, oh Jesus, have you ever had that, Nick? Yeah, I got some from Rick. It's oh, delicious. Oh. God, it's good. It's so good. Hey, hey, Nick. Hello? Hello, you're breaking up. Breaking up, yeah. Breaking up. Let me watch the So, uh, fucking cell phone bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. All right, well, uh, I'll holler at you when I'm up that way. All right? Thanks for calling. Can you hear me now? I did have a a question. Oh, you actually had a question. Oh. Go ahead. Yeah. Let's see if your signal stays together. <laughs> yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Nick? Go ahead. I was wondering if Nick wanted to go elk hunting this winter. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I do. Well, take oh. him. Go. Go. Yeah. Go visit. You got, you got my yeah. number. Let's not talk about that on the on the Fed line here, though. Yeah. No. We. You're going to probably oh. violate some law by. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to get a new mexico tag right, right. you know <clears throat> but uh no god right. almighty that'd be fabulous to have a whole elk we were supposed to go last year but you know that'd be yeah, just yeah. the damnedest thing in the world uh cool. all right rick appreciate it man thank right. you later sounds good all right, man. later man later. all right well we just lost our youtube feed talking about feds so I guess we got to wrap it up. Uh, we done with YouTube? Is yeah, that what we're the, yeah, I don't know what's going on. It's all, it's just uh, buffering. 
We recorded all well, Rick's though. We got Rick's. We're, we're still recording. Yeah, we're right recording now, that Rick's question. All right. <clears throat> well, all right. I guess that's about. What's our time? Hour and twenty-five. That's about as much as anybody can stand to listen to us. <laughs> so, anyway, well, uh, you know, I'm continually surprised at the high quality of these call-in shows. You know, we get good people calling with decent questions. This is a good one, yeah. And uh, yeah, I just dumbfounded. <laughs> at the end of every one of these things, just dumbfounded. But it turned out as good as it did. <laughs> you know, the contrast between the comments from the haters. It's refreshing, and, isn't it? And the actual genuine contributions That's of the, right. our buddies that call in like That's this. Right. It is. It restores my faith. Well, not entirely. <laughs> This is good for you. It's therapeutic to have the call in, have the fans actually talk to you. Yeah. When, you know, all we give you is hater comments. Right. We tried to do the lover comments. It just was fucking boring. It's boring. Nobody wants to hear it. Yeah. You know, it's like listening to paint dry, (laughs) kind of thing. It's like listening to Bree give a lecture. Just silence. I've never heard that. Exactly. Just 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 because there's no. It's breathing. I'm good. <laughs> that kind of thing. All right. Let's wrap it up. All right. Thank you for being with us on our call-in Q&A. We'll do one of these here in three or four more weeks. So you uh, think of what you want to ask us. Get ready to call in. We announced this on the uh, – uh, where do we put this up? We only do this on the network. The audio will be on the podcast, all the podcast services, and then the video will no, be. No, I mean the announcement that we're going to do another. Oh, oh, uh, everywhere. Social media, YouTube. Yeah. Website. Yep, everywhere. Yeah, Pete helps us with that. And, and uh, so, it, you know, if you're interested, you'll know. And we'll be ready to take your calls. It'll be middle of the afternoon sometime here in about a month. So we will see you then here on Starting Show radio.